Manya sale this is past the time you'll affect you know this past the tan it has become so much more apparent to me about how we are living in all of these different situations like i said condolences to the people of maui condolences to the people in houston I mean, it is even in California, they had an earthquake and then it was fast flooding. If y'all have not paid attention and you haven't woken up yet, I think it's high time that you should wake up. God is speaking and we should be listening. Amen. It has become so much more now in our status in our way of life that God is talking. He is speaking volumes. And I don't care if they're talking about global warming. I don't care if they're talking about just different, you know, making so many different excuses. But if you see like the faces of the people and how hurt these people are and how like no compassion, no empathy and no sympathy. I mean, you have, you know, so many mass shootings, so many of different, different things going on in the world. It's like, you turn your head to this, you turn your head towards this, and it's just becoming more and more chaotic. Quite simply put, it is uh, just something that you really wouldn't want to see, or never thought you would see in your lifetime. And even though all of this is happening, I am so grateful and thankful to God for being able to preserve us, keep us, protect us. Amen. Now, I'm going to go in it and we're still talking about the righteous anger of God. Um, For me personally, since this part two is the righteous indignation and the things that we should love, we should love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. There shouldn't be any in between. And I was like, do you, do you understand that the magnitude of so many different things that has become apparent in what we see? I mean, someone was in the church preaching and saying false, I mean, narratives towards God and his son. And moments later, the church was burning down. Let me tell let me say it like I mean it. These are past occurrences and you have so many more things that's going on. And as many times as I sit there and I'm looking and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, God, I mean, we were talking about the book of Nahum in the third chapter. And it was just talking about just different symmetries and how so many times that we as human beings, we don't realize nor recognize what is in front of us, right in front of us. And sometimes we don't sit there and realize that, hey, God is getting our attention. He's trying to make sure your heart posture is correct. I keep hearing that. I kept hearing from other people that are of God. Get your heart posture checked. Get your mind and your heart checked. 
and having so many different functions, how, how many different, you know, avenues to that. If you don't have forgiveness, if you, you know, once you see things that, um, you know, were wrong, but you considered it right. And I mean, it's just so many different things. And I was going to be able to, this week, my daughter started, all of them started uh, school. And I was just like, last Friday, I was able to go and meet, you know, some of the teachers for my younger daughter. And I was like, just, you know, checking their, their, their character and their way of how they're maneuvering, um, for her to be able to get ready f- and go through third grade. And then at the same exact time, you know, I'm looking at other things too, different elements in the room and different people in the room. And I was like, man, this is so like, just, as you start getting to notice some things like how people greet you, how people are, it speaks volumes. And sometimes people overlook us as women and, you know, men of God, even children of God. And I was looking at how sometimes we as human beings we don't consider how another person is or how their character um, should be. So, I mean, I've, I've noticed a lot and um, going on my Facebook, it is written by Latanya Uyola. I've been stating a lot of different things, but it's just the fact that, you know, they're calling bad things good now. And, calling the good that God has placed in this earth bad. And it's just rewriting everything that God has said, even to the Bible they want to touch. And that's sacrilege. That is holy, just indignation. I mean, you would be upset if you had pretty much had God's position And you should be able to sit there and say, you know, this is the divine, you know, he was, he is still the divine being. And he sat there, he breathed the breath of life into us. And then also he inspired so much of what we are reading in the Bible, all 66 books. And then to have someone to come in and tamper with the the holy word. I mean, that's preposterous. And as I stated, you know, the Bible has been, you know, worth millions of dollars. And now to just exacerbate that in order to change the mindset of the believer and to sit there and have them to think that God did one thing and then surely he did not do that. He did not let the disciples write or also the prophets to the, to also the founders of what we know as today of who God is in Moses and in Abraham. I mean, just different things. Noah, I mean, just to go and rewrite all of that, that should be just, that's unsanctimonious. 
But do you see, like even in cartoons, it has become more and more unholy. And like I said, movies and different things, I, I was just like, you know, sometimes it, it catches you off guard. How, how sometimes you think, oh, this is going to be a really good movie. And then the tables turn and they have ulterior motives towards that movie. And I was like, okay, God. I'm going to sit here and I didn't even finish some of it because to me, it's like, I see why I don't look at it anymore. Or I see why certain, um, movies or, or certain, um, TV shows, I don't look at it anymore because they sit there and they justify what's been going on and then sit there and call it holy. Oh my God. But then at the same exact time, do you understand? And I was looking at a certain TV show and a mother was sitting there and saying, you know, at first she was like, for Jesus, Jesus. But then because her daughter-in-law was believing something else and her son, do you understand? She sat there and let them convince her that the Bible and Jesus was not just the only holy one. And that to me, I said, uh-uh. I said, absolutely not. I said, do you understand that, you know, as a human being, you need to do your research. And I was talking to my husband and I know he won't um, mind me saying this, but we need to test the spirit. We need to question the spirit. And when things come up and, you know, voices come to us, we need to know those are of God. And if it's not of God and it doesn't line up with the Bible, it's not of God and we need to cast it out. And it was just the fact that, you know, I was saying that I, I honestly, I want another Bible, not for just my, but it's just the fact that my Bible I've written in it. I've highlighted in it is, 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 is getting a little bit worn and I don't want to part from it. Let me say that one, one more time for the people in the back. It's like, when you are able to know the word of God and you have the truth in front of you, it makes you happy because you can go back to the word of God and see the references and the simulations and the reflection of it in the book of Nahum, in the book of Ephesians, in the book of Romans, in the book of Revelations, in the book of all these different books, all 66 books can teach us something. Whether it is good or bad or how not to be or how our mindset should be changed and renewed daily to how our anger should be. You know, we can be angry, but sin not. Uh, we have all these different elements and then you still can be able to get the, the true living word out of all the different things we go through. And as I was sitting there, you know, Friday I was going through and I was able to just, you know, analyze what's going on, analyze how, you know, certain places were going here, what, you know, what teacher was here, what teacher was there. And some of them were familiar with my, my daughter and me. And then some of them were just now getting to know who she was and how she is. And at the same time, it was just like, do you understand? It's like, 
you are excited for the first day of school and then you you start realizing that you really want to be able to prep and find out who's teaching you and making sure that your child has the right books and the uh, right supplies and, you know, everything that they need so that when they step in that first door, you know, on Monday, um, that they're able to be equipped for that. And I feel as though as the Holy Spirit was talking to me this week and he's been telling me that sometimes I don't, you know, for me, I don't feel equipped all the time. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, you know, being a pastor and a prophetess, you, you do get, you know, burdened down with certain things that you were like, okay, you know, this should be here. That should be here. But then, you know, you get frustrated. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I, f- I get frustrated because I feel as though I feel like I'm in a holding pattern and not launching off sometimes or not being able to, uh, hear from God. Like I thought, you know, like certain things are going on and I feel like I'm I'm on a holding pattern. And I had to sit there and I had to tell my husband, I feel like that sometimes. And then he sits there, he tells me, hey, this is just all preparation. This is all what, you know, God is trying to do in order for you to understand this is your time to sit back, you know, yes, take care of the home, take care of your, your homework, but also your assignments, but also too, at the same time, it's time for you to get into word and, you know, love on my kids. And, you know, when he gets home, love on him and, you know, love on our pet, you know, all of that on me. It's just so much, you know, I thought that I was missing out on and I'm not missing out on it. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Every time that we are assigned to a different way of of way of who we supposed to be in God, I'm not missing out. Let me say that one more time. My ministry is at the home and making sure my children and even when, you know, I was being a sister teacher last year, you know, taking care of the kids you know, it it bothered me so much more about how some teachers are just not there for teaching. They're there for just a livelihood or provide for themselves. And I would honestly sit there and I would say, God, and then God will sit there and tell me, you know, he knows their heart. And all you can do is pray for, you know, these people and pray they will change and pray that it's not just, you know, that it's not just too late for them. And also pray for yourself because you can get into that mindset just like they did if you keep on slipping over to the other side of what God told you not to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes we as Christians, as men and women of God, we can slip into that category because we're sitting up there looking at this or that, but we're not paying attention to what God is telling us to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We need to start realizing that, you know, God wants us to be able to sit there and he wants us to be able to recognize and say, hey, you know what? Uh, We need to be on our on our, on our, and let me say that one more time, people to back on our 
assignments on our, you know, way of thought or our way of thinking, or no, we shouldn't be doing our way of thinking. We should be sitting there and saying, you know what, I'm doing it for God and I'm doing it because he told me in fulfilling my purpose and my plan in my life is no longer me. It's, it's the Christ that lives in me. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes I do get weary, but also at the same time, I have to sit there and tell myself, don't get weary in well-doing for in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. And I had to tell myself with so many things that's going on, you know, sometimes you need to remind yourself to love on yourself, remind yourself that every time that you see your formal students or they want to come and or, or they 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 want to get in contact with you, show them love because sometimes they don't have that support like you give your children. They don't have that support like they know when they have these friendships that they call on. Sometimes they need an adult that has the word of God and knows what's going on to impart, take into them the wisdom of Solomon to be, be the difference that they need in their lives and sit there and honestly tell them, this is how God is saying to be. And no, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm always right, but I strive for holiness. I'm striving to do what God says do. I'm striving to make that difference. I'm striving to know right and wrong. I'm tr- I am striving not to sit there and purposely fornicate or uh backbite or what have you like I used to do when I was in the world and doing all of these different things. And it can be so many different things that I could be doing, but at the same exact time, you know, I'm learning that whatever is done in the dark it's going to come to light. Whatever's going on, God is going to reveal. And he's been revealing a whole lot lately. So hold on, saints. For anyone that believes that, hey, you know, I should be envious or jealous of this. No, don't be jealous or envious of anyone. You need to make sure that you have what you need from God and God might place you in a holding pattern or let you lift off or what have you in order for him to get the glory, in order for him to prepare you, in order for him to show you the situation and show you what's going on. Now, I'm a, and I don't know why I said all of that. Maybe it's that's just for me. But maybe it's just to encourage somebody that's been down and out or you've been feeling like, hey, God hasn't been talking or God hasn't been looking or he's not even listening. You know, you have bills to do. You have, you know, children to take care of and you're trying to be able to make ends meet and you're trying to be able to take care of all the different things or facets in your life and you feel burned out. And I'm not going to sit here and hold you, but sometimes I feel like that. And I believe that, you know, I had to be able to sit there and sometimes just call on God and tell him, I am honestly, God, this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, sometimes I will get a reply right away. Sometimes I have to wait and he'll give me my reply, but I don't want to feel like I'm a burden or, you know, you feel as though that you can't make it. No, don't let any, 
any anything that the enemy has tried to put in your 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 uh your way, whether it be people, spaces, relationships, what have you, don't let the enemy come in and snatch what God has given you. Amen. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't let God have and have all of these different things ready for you. But then you're lacking because you let all these obstacles stand in your way. And then God can't bless you the way he needs to bless you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) This ain't even in my notes. But it's just the fact that God wants to bless us. But especially the ones who are, especially the ones that are doing what God says do, he wants to bless you. But you have to be able to go over and do it his way. Not the highway. Do it God's way. And you will surely get blessed. You will surely start seeing a difference in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. And I'm being honest. Sometimes I have to sit there and I have to tell myself, you know, think myself happy. I have to sometimes sit there and say, you know what? I'm more than a conqueror. I have to be able to sometimes speak to myself because myself can sit there and drag myself down because of how the enemy can come into my mind and then he'll sit there and say, oh, you're not anything. But God said, no, I am wonderfully and beautifully made. Hmm. Now you need to understand that. And then we were talking about also putting on the whole armor of God with Ephesians 6 and 10 through 13. And talking about, let's read that for a few minutes. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to sin against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Let me go to 14. Okay. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with strength and having on the blessed plate of righteousness. And if you go down some more and it's, it's, you need to go down some more. It is very, very good for you to know all of the scriptures, all of what God has told you to do. This is your bread and butter right here. This is when, when you have nothing else to eat, your spiritual man, this is what you eat. This is what you eat. You eat the word of God. And I'm not talking about figuratively. I'm talking about for spiritual. I'm talking about your soul, your consciousness, your, your everything that connects you to God. It eats and it meditates off of this. And it says you meditate on the word of God day and night. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And every time that you read this, it becomes nourishment to your body. And I had to realize that even in my youth, that when I am reading and I, I'm going to hold you, my whole entire thing was to get back at people that was quoting scripture, but really wasn't living it. 
And when I learned the Bible and I start learning why this is very important, I learned it because I did not want to be first outcasted. And second, I did not want to be able to be like within the people that know the word of God, but wasn't living it. And then at the same exact time, I mean, I've learned that God can be a present help in my times of trouble. And I wanted them to know that God was still with me and he equipped me in so many different ways in this Bible, in this word of God. Genesis, and I know that this is kind of, you know, for me, uh, a little bit more in depth, but these are the scriptures that I saw and that I knew that were talking about the righteous indignation of what God was going through. And it says, going back into Genesis, the chick, sixth chapter, excuse me, this is the King James Version. And it's verse five through seven. And God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. My God. Verse six. And it repented. Oh, excuse me. Who, Lord. Let's go back to verse five. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. Man, that's got to be hard to know that God created us and all we did, all we were doing was sinning. All we were doing was doing what we thought were good in our own eyesight. That's that's heavy. Verse six and 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 it repented the Lord that he had made men on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Do you understand? That's like a that's a heart. Oh, my God. Pulsing moment. That's a that's a moment to pause. That's that's like an equivalent of if you have children. Or if you have a niece or or a, a nephew that you really loved as your own and you start seeing them become so erroneously sinful, just just downright evil, that's hard to 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 even ascertain, let alone knowing that that's your flesh and blood that is out there like that. And to have God to sit there and he pretty much repented that he made us. That's, whew. And when we were only in the sixth chapter, we're, we're, we're in the going in towards the flood. Do you understand how many times that God sat there and said in Genesis one and one, it was good. It was good. It was good. He said everything he made was good. And to come to the sixth chapter and then having to honestly repent that he made us. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. How do you think he feels now? How you we I can't even fathom how God feels because his ways are not my ways and my thoughts are not my thoughts. But honestly, I feel as though he is hurt and angry. And it's it, that's a that's a that's a 
that's a feeling that you, you made everyone on this earth and your purpose was to live with him forever in the garden of Eden. And when Adam and Eve sinned, that even made more sin to come into the earth. That made Eve for the women to have children in so much pain for the men to toil the earth. Oh my God, y'all, that's a lot. Think about it. Pause for one moment. How do you think he feels? And I know that, you know, we don't have, you know, we're we're not him, but it's like if you have a child going back and that child was just being disobedient, pure evil, doing all of these different sins, and you know you didn't teach them that away. You know that you gave them a better lifestyle or or you taught them better, but they went and did whatever they wanted to do. And they turned their back against you. It's like the prodigal son. Do you understand? You will feel hurt. You will feel pain. You will feel anger. But then at the same time, you would cry because that's a part of you out there. And you don't even know if this part of you is going to be able to come back and live and tell the story what's going on or be able to perish out there. That's got to be hard. That That's, I mean... Yes, God knows our ending, our beginning and our ending. But, you know, sometimes I believe that he doesn't like when we make the bad decisions or the bad choices. He he doesn't like when he has to hear things of us, especially if we're supposed to be of him, men and women of God. And you got to think about that. We we have the ability, the capability to have thoughts and having imaginations. And we have to, if they're not of God, cast them down, cast them out. And making sure that our lives align with what he said. I, I, you know, and I had to, I had to repent today for something that I did. And I said there, Lord, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I get frustrated and I am so sorry. And it may be small to you or minute to you what, you know, that I did it or, and it was just something that I told God I would do and to go against it. It was hard and it kind of, to me, it stung. It really did. And I don't know how sometimes we are so in this, you know, in this corruptible body that you every day that we sin, we should be sitting up there and not pursuing it. But when we do sin or when we do falter, we go and we ask God for repentance. And that should be something that we, and don't just sit there and stay in it. That's not what I'm saying. We're living on the grace and mercy, but don't take advantage of that grace and mercy. Amen. Now, I want to go also to, and we're going to go also to verse uh, seven. And the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth. 
both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. I feel so sorry for him. I really do. And I mean, that's the, as to read it as a human being, that's the lowest of the low that we have. And I mean, we, we're going to go lower. We are going as a human race are going lower. You see, people have reconfigured uh, themselves to dogs and to cats and all these different uh, things. And you want to be able to have a different um, take or a different way of lifestyle that was not ordained by God. God did not make a mistake with us. We have the mindset that he has. And I say we because human beings are starting to realize that we are not our we are not our own. We have been brought with a price. So even when somebody's an atheist or what have you, different mindsets or what have you, don't you know that you see that when someone that is speaking the truth knows the truth and is willing to speak the truth, they're they're gonna try to speak louder because they don't want to be able to. They want to stay in their sin. They don't want to know the truth. And it just seems like to me, their conscience is already seared with a hot iron. And if you ever been in the South and you know you have those old uh, ironing boards and you used to put it on the stove first to heat it. And then you make sure that you put an extra layer over the clothes so it won't burn. But you hear that searing of it. And when you when it's done uh, ironing the clothes, they put it back on the on the oven and you see how straight and smooth it is from the uh, pretty much from from the um, sprays that we would put on for the uh, starch to be able to, to stick to our pants and make them straight. And I feel as though that's what their heart is, their soul, their consciousness is. And I mean, they would believe a lie before they believe the truth. And it's not even that many people that are speaking the truth, that are telling the truth like it is. And you have so many false prophets, so many pastors, so many teachers, so many preachers that are going up against what God has said and ordained and saying, oh, this is what God said. And then I go back and I'm like, God repented that he even made us. Do you understand how low can you go? That's low. That's that's really low. And at the same time, it's like we have been a thief. We have been a robber. We have been, you know, compared to, to prostitutes. We have been compared in the word of God. We have been everything. And even we've been compared to sheep because that's what we are. Some of us don't even sit there and use what God has given us, but we sit there and we let the infestation of the mind of what the world says about us to come in. And do you understand? I looked it up and I love how I, I saw this is that the sheep because there are bugs in uh, nature that will go in and infest their brains and cause them to go psychotic, the uh, shepherd would go in and every year he would anoint them with oil. 
and make sure that it goes through their scalp and it protects them from all of the uh, gnats and all of the different um, insects that will come in to infect them. And I thought that was so, so, so huge. Because their wool, I thought, oh, you know, that's in, that's, you know, it, nothing can penetrate it because it's so thick. But do you understand that the enemy can come in when we least expect it? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord sets up the standard in our lives. And that's what we need to maintain. When you don't have nothing to hold you, when you are on a cliff, and you seem like everything is swirling around you. Do you understand the only thing that's maintaining you and holding you there is that wood, that um, rock that's underneath you. And if it were to crumble and fall, do you understand you have no balance? You have nothing to hold you up. But when you think about it, you have all of the rock that you have. And it says, Peter, on this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Do you understand that the rock was Jesus? And even though Peter was nicknamed the rock, the sure foundation that we have should be in him, should be in God, should be in his son, should be in the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. That's what we should be doing. And letting go of a lot of different things. Because this world, it is killing a lot of people, both spiritually and physically every day. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is, it is because people don't want to let go of what they've been doing. They want to keep on going and keep on in the habits and saying, well, I know better, but you know what? I know better than God because, I mean, he shaped us and he formed us. We're gods. No, you're not. No, you absolutely are not. You are made in his image, but that's it. You are not. You are not a God. You can't sustain yourself. The only breath you have to take in and out is from God and not Peniel, the breath of God. Do you understand? God sustains you. God helps you. God supports you. God helps you, supports you, protects you. And he sends his son to put the blood on you. And then he has the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost to help you to know what is right and what is wrong. Don't sit there and negate what God has been doing in your life. And you don't want to go back to that scripture. And when I read it, it you know, to me, that's a whole, that speaks volumes. Do you understand that God, he repented that he made us? And he said, you know what? I'm going to destroy them. Man, y'all, y'all better take several seats. Some of us need to be repenting right now. We we need to be honestly, man, well, Pastor, this should no, it should hit you. It hit me. And I'm sorry. It when you sit there and God sits there and says, I I repented that I made you. Man, you you better take a pause. You you need to take a serious pause. You 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 and me both need to take a hum. Like I don't know what else to tell you, but 
Psalms 7 and 11, God judged the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Oh, Lord. Psalms chapter 7, King James Version, 11th verse. God judges the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Don't you understand when God sees one of his innocent ones being hurt or, you know, see the injustice, God is angry. And this is a righteous indignation. He has every right to be angry. He set the rules. He set the regulations. He set all of that in front of us. And we, as humans, we think we can just go ahead and do whatever we want to do. Not so. Not so. God even said, you you reap what you sow. You're going to reap it, whether it's down here or when you have been able to go and, you know, pass on to uh, see him. Either either way, God is going to be able to, you're going to reap what you're sowing. So you need to realize what have you been planting? What have you been sitting there and taking your effort and your time with? What have you been doing? And that will make the difference in your life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is not even, not even time, but we need to, time is starting to go faster and faster every day. And I'm going to say this, Psalms 18 and 7. And I love David and how he eloquently speaks on what's going on. And I will say this, do not despise who God is in everything that we do and say, amen. This is something of evidence now. Verse eight, excuse me, chapter 18 of Psalms and verse seven. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wrought. Do you understand? Oh, let me go down to verse eight. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. Mm, mm, mm. Verse nine, he bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. Y'all, y'all see, do you, I'm just saying the earthquake, And then at the same time, the flash floods, y'all don't understand the whole entire, I mean, fires, the whole entire attitude, you getting mad. And then some people are like, the weather is going crazy. It is this or that. Nope. That's God's judgment. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. That is God's judgment. And also at the same exact time, the enemy will start letting you know that, look, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But do you understand God allows them to do it because of the judgment we have on us? Now, are you listening? Have I gotten your attention yet? Has God gotten your attention that that's more important? Has God gotten your attention yet? while you've been on my uh, podcast and been listening to me and I thank you for that. But have you gotten the attention? Have you gotten God's attention? Have you been able to learn and understand and, you know, go and talk to him? 
I, I can be able to sit there and I can guide you and tell you what you need to do in Romans 10, 9 and 10. I mean, go on your hands and knees today and talk to him. He is the one that created you. You are the creation. You need to be talking to him while he is yet to be found. Because now more than ever, people's hearts and minds have wandered away from God. And do you see the chaos and the destruction that has followed? Just because of their willingness to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to deny him. I'm going to just go ahead and go. I don't know. And I'm going to say this for whoever, you know, God is talking to. You have no more time. Don't think you can go back out into the world, play patty cake, and then come back in. Do you understand that with you going into these different concerts and diff- different venues that is not of God, and these people are speaking so many curses and hoodoo and voodoo all over you? Do you understand? That stuff comes home with you. Do you understand? The things of God, he is starting to clear, seeing a clear message that who is for him and who is against him. It is the division now. It is the division of where God and God's people. And then there's a division of who is not serving God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand? It is a clear cut vision and knowing who God is in this time and this season. And you need to get to know him. Turn off the TV. Turn off some of the things that you've seen. And get to know who God is on today. Amen. And I had to start doing a whole lot of that. Turning off the TV. Turning off this and that. And then at the same exact time. I wanted to sit there. When I do. It's always something about God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You crave what God is listening and hearing. That even while I am doing my papers and God was just showing me just different, you know, movies and different this and that. And he was like, nope, that's not what you need to look at. Nope, that's not what you need to look at. And I would just put on um, people just uh, people just reciting the Bible verses or um, someone's talking about the word of God. And I would feel better. My, my, my whole entire mood would change. And, you know, and after I've been in that type of field, the world's field, then I come and I would, you know, just get into the word of God or I would put it on and God, I would just be praising God right in here in my own little, you know, office And it would make me feel so much better. And I would see, you know, my countenance would be better. And I'm praising God. And I would, you know, get into worship and just fall on my knees and just, you know, just love on God. I mean, Shabbatking God. And I mean, you can feel the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost just come into the room. And you would just hear the holy, holy, holy and get into where God, you know, just in into the temple of God. And I mean, you would do that. But when you go out into the world or you listening and you hearing all this type of music and all this other stuff, do you understand they're already telling you where you want to go? Already telling you where they're leading you to. Already told you that they have lost their soul or, you know, you know, have already sacrificed their soul so that you can be able to go with them so that they that you can be able to 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 partake in what they're doing. And. It just, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's a part of me that's like, you know what's right. 
You know to do right. So God is like, do it. Go against the grain and know that God is going to take care of you. Even if your mom doesn't and your father doesn't and your, you know, sisters and brothers don't, you become the black sheep. But do you understand that even though some people say that's a terminology, the black sheep, but honestly, you're the one that God is sitting up there and and calling. And he said, you know, you know, a lot of them are uh, a few, you know, that he, he has a calling on them. But few are chosen. And I mean, you you just can't get that. You you may feel like you're the black sheep, but God has already started to purify you and, you know, take away the things that you used to do and, you know, want you to be able to do better and change your mindset and the way you dress and way you think and way you act and way you talk and, you know, just how you have in your home and you don't want, you know, profanity in your home. You don't want certain things in your home and you don't, you know, you want what God wants, that part. And man, you just, it, it changes you. It really does. And I don't know about anybody else, but it changed me. It it changed how I feel and it changed how I would want to structure my children in my home. Once you have chaos in your home all the time, and I've been here, done that, been lived in it. And then when to get to this, you know, part of my life where it's not chaotic, it's not, you know, I, I am having so many different spirits that are not of God running through my home. And I can sit down, I can relax and I can, I can finally rest and I can, I can have a conversation with my children and I can, you know, be loved on and they can love on me. And yes, we can have our fights and disagreements, but it's just something different about it. It's something different about when God takes you out of all of that and he puts you where he needs for you to be. There's something about not living in chaos all the time and having that mindset that, God, you're going to take care of me no matter what. It It's just it hits you in a totally I mean, your mind and your heart and your soul. It deepens you in that. I'm going to say this. It's just I, I cannot, you know. I, I'm going to honestly say this, and I love how Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, Lord. And then it says, second verse, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hmm. Now, I'm going to go back to first verse. Y'all ain't hear me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, who forgiven all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Verse 4, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. Verse five, who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. Verse six, the Lord executes righteousness and judgment, all that are opposed. Mm. And then it says, verse seven, he knoweth his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. 
Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plentiness in mercy. Verse 9, he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Mm. Verse 10, he have not dealt with us after our sins, nor reward us according to our iniquities. Don't you know he given us, ooh, because some of us would be dead already. Uh, all of us would be dead already because we are like filthy rags. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We are like filthy rags. We are filthy rags. We are, that's what we are. We, we, we don't deserve anything but death until his son came and became the sacrifice we needed until he came in and and gave us the ultimate sacrifice which was his self y'all don't hear me though y'all y'all don't we are living we are living on grace and mercy on today man and you need to be glad about that you you need to be praising god on you especially if we're above ground we have another day with him and you don't know if tomorrow is promised to you so you need to be grateful thankful and give your life back over to god you try all of these different things. What is wrong that you can't try Jesus? You tried everything else, but that didn't satisfy you. Now, if you try him and you, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Hmm. Y'all, y'all, his mercy endure for all generations. Oh, taste and see. Go and talk to God. Why won't you just try him? Why, why won't you sit there like uh, Gideon did? He sat there and said, well, God, if you do, if you want me to go do this, go in and, and set this on fire. Go and do this and that. Go, go and go and show me this and that. And he and as many times as he questioned God, God showed him this is what I want you to do. This is my verification. This is my confirmation. But when you start becoming more and more in God and becoming intimate with God and having a relationship with God, don't you know that as soon as you have the intimate relationship with God, you don't have to question all the, you don't have to have confirmation all the time. It's just that you know that God is with you and he's walking with you and he's with you. Just not just beside you. He's in the, he's in the front. He's in the back. He's, he's on the side of you. He, he's surrounding you. That's how confident you become. That's, that's how assurance comes into your life. That's, that's how much you can honestly sit there and take it to the bank. And you know it's not going to bounce. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We need to know who God is on today. Amen. Nahum, first chapter. And it says the second and third verse. Whew. Oh, I'm, I'm going to skip the first verse because it's telling you about and go back to my uh first one about what city I was talking about. But it says, second verse, God is jealous and the Lord vengeant. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserves wrath for his enemies. Come on now. Verse three, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. Ooh, let me say, let me go back to third. The Lord will, is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all 
acquit the wicked. The Lord habits his ways in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry. Ooh, yeah. And I'm going to stop right there. Do you understand that God is jealous? He, is, he already said that. He said that in the Old Testament. He said, I'm a jealous God. You shall not have no other. You shall not serve any other God before me. No other Elohim, just him. Wait a minute. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all think that God is not listening, that God doesn't hear, that, that you know, your relationship with God is not uh, something that you can play with. You really can't. I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you, you surely should not because God is listening. God is hearing and you should be listening on today. Man, Pastor, I mean, you put down some, I'm telling you, this is evidence. I'm, I'm just giving you what God has already showed me. And a lot of the scriptures that he's telling us that he has a right to be angry. He's a, he has a right. We, I mean, we have had some serious, serious allegations that's been brought up before us because of the enemy. And that would be Satan. He goes to and fro every time and he accuses us of all of these different things. But Jesus has become our advocate once we become saved, once we start rebuking what we have been doing, once we start killing our flesh. And I'm talking about it figuratively, not naturally. Uh, but we need to do that. We need to kill what we used to be. We used to do this or we used to do that. We need to kill it every day. It's some, it's some, nope. I need to kill it. If I'm going, nope, need to kill it because I'm learning every day. Every time that I'm sitting up here and I'm sacrificing my flesh, don't you know that's a, that's, that's more and more I'm getting closer to him. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I'm sacrificing what I used to be in order for me to grow in order for me to get where I need to get in God, in order for me to have a better relationship with God, in order for me that when I do call on him, whether it's good or bad, that he's sitting up there and he's saying, well done. He's going to sit there and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Do you, do you understand that? That's something that's huge. Yes, we're going to get crowns and we're going to be able to give it back to him and say he's holy and righteous. Do you understand? It ain't even about, I don't even care if I get a crown. I just want to be able to make it in. Let me say that one more time. I want to be able to sit there and say, I made it into the heavenlies of heavenly. I can be able to sit there and say, I'm home. Y'all don't hear me though. That's got to hit you. I wasn't, I was made to be around him and he was made to be around me and I mean for eternity he's just not there for just a time period or, or a short moment no I want to be around God like Enoch was around him y'all don't hear me though see that they were just tight buddy but I mean he was so tight with God that he was there here working on the earth and then he was gone God took him. Do you understand? I want to be like him, that I can be able to sit there and talk to him anytime I want to, that I I can be able to honestly sit up there and just, just, just talk to him without any fear or anything like that, just to talk to him and let him know that I love him, that, that he's there for me no matter what, that he has been my best friend when nobody else was there. That he has been the person that I can turn to when nobody else knew about what was going on with me. 
or I was by myself most of the time. Y'all don't understand. That's, that's something that you have to work into. You, you gotta be able to understand. He is the best thing since sliced bread with me. When it was nobody. And I will tell you, I am the only child for a long time. And my mom, she didn't want me. My dad wanted me, but he could not be, I could not live with him. And it's been so many times that I would have cousins around or anyone else around, but I just, I felt alone by myself because no one else wanted me to succeed. All my uncles and aunts were like, you know, oh, she, you know, her name don't mean nothing and all this other stuff. Do you understand? That's a lot on a child. And then to go and do and be successful, not just successful, but exceed their expectations and not only exceed their expectations, but to have your life better than what somebody is speaking into it, that speaks volumes. That's why I say God is so good that he put his hands on me and he has been able to bless me with favor and having to bless me with a good husband and and have me to bless me with my children and have me to bless me with all the things that I have. I cannot tell you that I am truly blessed. And I'm not saying this to say it, but I'm telling you, stop sitting up here and letting people speak into you. And I had to learn that even at an early age, that when people, even my own mother, would speak things on me and speak the wrong things on me, I had to learn from my grandmother to tell her that I am not your own. I've been brought with a price that the person that is speaking into my life, God spoke into me first, way before you speaking into me. So I'm not accepting what you're giving me. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You need to start speaking up. You need to start showing and sharing what God has given you in your lifetime. Even if you're young, God said, I do not despise your youth. God is trying to tell you you. No matter what's going on, speak life into your life. Speak the love of God into your life. No matter what people say, no matter what's going on, speak life. Even if your health and all of these different things going on, speak life. And once you do that and you know it's right, still speak what God has given to you. And then at the same exact time, do it where God is always recognized, always acknowledged, and always worshiped. It, I'm telling you, it ain't even about me. It's about him. My testimony is it is so common, but at the same time, do you understand? That's my testimony. So many people can be out there, you know, prostituting or 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 drugged out or whatever they were doing, and, you know, having all of these episodes and psycho- psychological episodes, all these different things. But my testimony, that that's me. Everybody has a testimony, but you need to tell it, whether in book form, whether on a podcast, and especially if it's for God, 
Tell it. Tell it how he made a way for you. Tell them how he brought you out of different things. I've been in homelessness. I've been where we could not even rub two pennies together. But God had blessed us to be able to get out where we came from. Not because of us, but because of who God is. And we have to start recognizing who God is first. And I've seen so many different things that people, when they don't want to recognize who God is, they falter and they fail. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Once you have been able to recognize something that is not of God, I'm telling you, it's failure. I, I have seen so many comedians sit there and they, they mock God, they say this and that, and they fell down dead. And some of them have, you know, so many different woes in their lives that people think, oh, you know, on the surface, they look happy, but in the inside, they're not. Celebrities too. They, they're hurt. They, they can't even get out of the contracts they've been in and they don't want to have that going to their children. And some of them already accepted it. And then sitting up here and saying, well, we're, we're, we're of God. No, which God are you talking about? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all, y'all need to understand this is something that we need to be talking about every day. And you can get mad, but don't sin. Try to make sure you understand why God is mad. And I'm trying to show you and let you know and see from from his point of view that he is mad because we have really messed up. We we have done some things that is in God's sight that is so unsanctimonious, so unholy that he wanted to wipe he wanted to just wipe us out and that's in genesis i i i am shuddering for the thought of what it is to come because we're starting to see what is unfolding before us and it's becoming like the days of noah where solomon and gomorrah was so evil that that he was like i have to wipe them out i gotta destroy him it, it, you need to be praying saints Ooh, isaiah and I'm coming from the 53rd, 53, excuse me, 53rd chapter. And it is the fifth, fifth verse, Isaiah 53 chapter and fifth verse. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Come on now. And he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, which is Jesus and his stripes and with his stripes, we were healed. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Fifth chapter, fifth verse, chapter, fifth verse. But he was wounded for our transgression. This is Jesus. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Do you understand? And I've been looking at the passion of the Christ. And I was looking at different uh synapses of and we've been able to analyze how the sucks of the uh whips has suckers on them and these suckers were at the same time when you hit the whip and he you put it on that flesh and it's open flesh and, uh, and you're taking a piece of that flesh from that that person's um body and they did it on the pig to uh, emphasize the whole entire scenario. And he, they took it and it's taking off flesh every time that they're seeing up here and they're whipping that person. Do you understand? That's painful. That's excruciating pain. And our Lord, Savior Jesus had to go through that the whole night. 
the whole day and the whole night. They stripped him and they put his clothes and make sure they had lots for they were gambling on his clothes y'all don't understand and then having to have this humiliation and this shame i mean his bones were broken his body was broken i mean even his head had con you know concussion and they put a crown of thorn on his head that he was so unrecognizable y'all don't y'all don't hear me though and he had to carry a cross by himself for some of the part of going to Golgotha. But then at the same time, uh, God was able to have someone to help him to take the cross up there. And and also at the same exact time, it was just the fact that before they nailed in the hands and you can see your prints and you, you look at your hand and you can see the different prints in your hand and you have all these different lines. And do you understand? They put it in the middle and in the middle and then also his feet and crossed his legs. And then when they put him on that cross, Lord have mercy. Do you understand the jolt alone going down and making sure it's secure? Oh, that that's just sense. Oh, that sense behind it all. And Satan thought he won. Y'all don't pause for a moment. Let that, take that in. Take it in that Jesus sat there and he was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Do you understand his father, the one that made you and me and made him, didn't even want to look on him because of the sin he had on him. Y'all, y'all, do you, do you realize he, he knew the cost and he still did it. He, he could have sat there and he could have had the angels to come down and saved him, but he, he didn't want to because he loved us that much. Can you fathom that? Can you understand that? Can your mind wrap around that someone loved you that much to die on the cross for you? And not just die on the cross and give up his goals and, you know, knowing that the sin on him, his 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 own father couldn't even look at him. Y'all don't even get it, do you? Do you truly get what Jesus had to do? And not just, you know, rent he rent the 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 whole entire sky went dark and you know the earth shook. And they I mean, the earth recognized who God was, and then the centurion said he must have been the son of God. Do you do y'all understand the stupidity? If they would have known, well, past it was so many, you know, people that said they were Jesus. But do you understand? His whole entire teaching was biblical. His whole entire life was God. His his whole entire being was Him. But you can't even recognize who God was in His Son. So how can you sit there and recognize who God is in anyone else? If you haven't given it over to him, your whole entire life, y'all don't, oh, that's, mm, my God, my God. And then for him to go and give up the ghost and say, it is finished. It is finished. We were able to come back to God because he gave his life. He's, he gave his only son, but y'all don't even want to give a chance to him. Y'all don't even want to recognize who he is. Y'all don't even want to sit there and and give God a chance. When you see in hell everywhere, but you don't want to sit there and recognize who God is. What is wrong with you? 
up. Wake up, United States of America. Wake up. Wake up your spirits. I'm talking about the spirit man. Right now, in the name of Jesus, wake up. Wake up to knowing who God is. Wake up to the fullness of who God is supposed to be in you. Stop sitting up there and saying, well, uh, I'm just young. No, God is calling everybody. He said in the last and evil days, I will pour out all to all the flesh to everyone. Your sons and daughters shall dream dreams and your old, your, your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your old man will dream dreams. Pause. Your life means something. It has purpose. Find it in God. No one else is going to give you that. Nobody else is going to give you that peace. Nobody else is going to give you that joy. Nobody else but him is going to do that for you. I've searched the whole world over and find there is no one like him. Y'all, Jesus. And for Jesus to go down in those three days down to hell and get the people from the bosom of Abraham. Take the keys from Satan and take the ones that were that were in hell and and bring them back up to heaven and have a conquering from the death and the grave. There's only one person, not Muhammad, not Buddha. They both, all of them said that this life that I've lived was wrong. I, I did it wrong. I found the wrong way. Do you understand? You don't want to say those things. You don't want to get to your end of your life and realize that you were wrong, that your way of thinking was wrong. And do you understand? I, I had to learn how to forgive all, the, even my mom, her stephusband, all of those people, even my sisters and my, I had to, I have learned to, to just forgive. I had to learn how to forgive. I even learned how to forgive my husband, my children. I got to learn how to do that. I got to learn to people, forgive people that have done me so wrong and still love on them. I had to learn how to sit there and know some things are so off so many times and then God will sit there and say you got to forgive him and then he'll sit there and say you know what pray for them oh sometimes you got I'm like Lord and he's like no pray for them because they're going down a path that you don't want to go down and you don't want to emulate that you you don't want to emulate what's going on so don't pray for them because they're getting into a mindset where you don't want to be and it's dangerous without the word it's dangerous without the truth it's dangerous without so much that you have seen so much fires and you have not seen the living water. You, we are in a desert right now, ladies and gentlemen, and so many people don't have any water. So you need to go. And I love how it says in Isaiah 52 in verse 11, depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from hence, touch no unclean thing, go ye out of the midst of her be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from hence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Verse 12, for ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you. And the God of Israel will be your reward. <laughs> Do you understand that through all of these different verses, 
God showed up. I didn't pre-plan this. I didn't sit there and, you know, I looked these up, but God orchestrated it all. Let him come in. Let him come in and fix everything, everywhere you hurt. He can do that for you and mend you and repair you and place you in places where, you know, you don't feel like you're worthy. He will do that for you. And not just go to Romans 9 and 10 and ask for repentance and Jesus will come into your heart. It That's the beginning, but you're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to have things that don't go right. You're going to have uh, things that's going to go haywire and wrong because the enemy wants you back. He wants you back in the camp. It's either he wants you back or he wants to destroy you because you have a strong will and mind of God. You are a chosen one. So get used to that. He don't like a you, you don't like a him. But get used to that. Get used to sometimes having God having you to be alone and isolated. And he makes you prepare. And instead of all the voices around you, you get to hear his voice. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I'm talking about life experiences. He gives you isolation for the bare fact and meaning because he needs to get your attention and get you prepared for what's to come. Now, I'm a I'm a go into um how God sits there and he prepares to isolate you later. But for now, I want to say thank you for listening. And if you like what you have heard thus far, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and Podchaser, as well as YouTube. I am trying to get back into YouTube, honestly. If you have really enjoyed this, please leave us a five-star rating. That would help us to reach more and more people. If you have any questions or comments, please reach me on Facebook at it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. I am always there. And also at the same exact time, please make sure that you uh, tune in next time. And if you have pretty much been a long time listener with me, I will be love <laughs> to hear from your, your opinions. And I will definitely be sitting here and telling you, it has been my pleasure to let you know. And I want to give out a shout out. Uh specifically to just different countries. And it has been an awesome time to hear from you. And once again, I have been able to hear from Spain. I mean, the country of Spain. Gracias. Thank you so much. I am very, 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 very (laughs) appreciative of what you have been able to help me to do. Also, to South Korea. I thank you so much for coming in and showing up and showing out for me and keeping me in the loop of what you need to know. For the state of United States and in Georgia, thank you so much. Virginia, also District of Columbia, Florida, and also to all the rest of my people 
Hawaii, Texas, and to many more. I appreciate your support. I, I appreciate everything that you have been able to place into me. And you keep me motivated. You keep me um, uplifted and going. So please do the same for yourself. And, you know, also at the same exact time, please note and know that I really do appreciate it. And also to the, all the different other international countries, thank you so much for your support. I thank you so much for listening to me. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. And please reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns. And I am willing and able to either pray with you, uh, also to be able to give you scriptures. And I've been thinking about also just sometimes being able to give you the scripture for the week, scripture of the month, things of those sort of nature. And also, if you would like to contact me, I do have a little bit of swag. I do have, uh, it is written by the Afrocentric prophet. I have stickers. I mean, to put on your low cab, maybe just to put on a water bottle, um, just different things to be able to inspire you. Later on, we're going to have more swag. But in this regard, I just wanted to kind of like contact me. So I can be able to send you one. All right. And I appreciate it. And I thank you so much. Once again, Kanon Sumida. Annyeong.